episode um, four. Uh, let me pull up the Wikipedia. Exactly. Pull up the notes. Um, I've been at a conference for work. Oh, that's right. That was today. Today and tomorrow. Um, do you do conferences for your work? I don't do them personally, mm-hmm. but we do them. Uh, yes. We have one next week. What, what does that mean you don't do them? <clears throat> like, I don't give a speech, but like, um, so like people from the company do presentations, and then people from the community do presentations, and then I sit at a... And heckle the presentation. <laughs> right. <laughs> I try and keep them on their toes, you know? Right. Uh, and then I sit at a digital roundtable with um, the other people from the sport team and just kind of answer questions and chit-chat. Mm-hmm. But yours is is your yours is in person or you're doing it online? Oh, ours see, is in person. Yeah, because our mine has been... Um, well, I guess not ever since I, st- but like the year after I started was COVID. Mm-hmm. So they've been all digital. Never gotten to experience the glory and the wonder of an yeah. in-person. Yeah. So I'm literally conference. just sitting in like a, in a chat room <laughs> with yeah. other people. Yeah. I, um, and so, yeah, I've been, at, I've been at that all day and it is just draining and it just can't help but feel like a victory lap like a professional victory lap where you want to be like what did we accomplish what are we doing this all for yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like can can i just do my job right i get it i get it i think i think i get it i think i get it that it's a break from the norm that probably i benefit from and don't even i'm not even aware of it like maybe if i didn't have this conference i would be in a worse mm-hmm. mental health place. I doubt now that I hear myself say that I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. But there are some people who I think are truly energized by, by conference. Well, listen, I'll make a confession. I'm not, I know that this is not a popular opinion and I know that I shouldn't share this opinion with other office workers. Stopped you before. I like going to meetings. Right. <laughs> Right. As if I'm like, (laughs) right? Yeah. Because here's the thing. It it breaks the day up. Okay. My, here's the thing. My experience of office work from day one has been. Drudgery? Exactly. Has been 30 minutes of work that you have to sit in an office for eight hours for. Right. That's been pretty much my office life since I started working in the office. I get maybe 30 minutes of work that I have to do a day, and I'm stuck in an office for eight hours. So it's like an hour-long meeting, fine. I get to leave my office. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now, definitely I've been in some meetings where it's like, this is completely unnecessary. None of us need to be here. But I'm still thankful for getting to leave my office for an hour. Yeah. My my one takeaway from today Again, I work in higher education and it's tough because in higher education, everything is based around, you know, the student. So your approach to them or what a student needs changes student to student. Mm -hmm. So you can't just prescribe one way of doing something. It's not like 
coding or something where you just learn to do the job, then you do it. You have to be adaptable, Mm -hmm. right? And in the face of all that adaptation, what ends up happening is that people just see an empty space. They Mm -hmm. don't know what to fill it with because there's no professional, like, here are the four steps, right? Mm -hmm. And then they just plug in their parenting, Mm -hmm. you know? Or they just plug in their old person biases against previous generations. Mm -hmm. So if you want to talk about an issue, hey, there's a student who needs XYZ, right? There's a student who needs to know where this office is on campus. Mm -hmm. You know, you've given directions. They came back like, what do you do? You know, it'll just devolve into people being like, you tell them to find a map. And then you say, have a good day. And then you lock your door. (laughs) And you just make them deal with it. They have to find their own way. You know, all these millennials are entitled. And and I want to be like, no, that's what you say to your kid, right? When your kid is like, daddy, cut my waffles. You go, no, you cut your waffles. Mm -hmm. You're 13, (laughs) you can cut your own waffles. Right. But these... This is a professional setting. So that person might actually have a specific need that you can't just sit there and be like, you're entitled, you need to figure it out. Like, you need to figure out, wait, does this person need more help? Right. You know, let me actually, like, are they neuroatypical? Are they English as a second language? Mm -hmm. You know, are they overwhelmed and first generation and and intimidated being at a college campus? Yeah. you know, I mean, like, have have some deeper perspective than just these entitled children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, and again, I would never refer to them as like a like children, because like again, that's personal life. Like, I don't, you know, what I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not parenting these right. <laughs> students, these people. This is a professional setting. Yeah, and it, like everything devolves into some aspect of people being like. These, you know, millennials, and mm-hmm. they need to l- learn for themselves. Sometimes you need to fall on your face. To f- it's like, it's not your... Well, it's like, why are you even here? Well, yeah. Like, so, anyway, I'm like... And then in these endless settings, you can't say something like that. You won't have the time to oh, right. fully explain yourself. And then it's going to be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I have been surprised at how many people, like, disagree with me on some things that I just assumed were givens. Like, flexibility from work is a benefit to all. Yeah. And then you get people who are like, I demand everyone see me in person, and I refuse to meet people online. (laughs) And you're like, what a weirdo. And then, like, four of the people are like, yeah. And I'm like, who are you people? Right. Yeah, that's kind of... um I guess that's kind of how I approach it too. I guess my approach is kind of like I just want to get the problem solved. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm looking to like get the problem solved in whichever way gets it solved like the best and the quickest. You know what I mean? And it's like if that means that this person needs a little bit of extra help, maybe a little bit more than what should be expected, uh, who cares? That's my job. Right. Right? My job is just the help. So that's what I'll do. Yeah. Um, so this I guess all kind of relates to severance it's an office type thing did Mm -hmm. you so there was an Apple keynote today 
<laughs> I again, I've been in like you know shitty Wi-Fi hotel Wi-Fi uh-huh. all day, so yeah, I haven't been able to jump on. But I did see, uh, yeah. Anyway, I saw a little bit, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I didn't watch it either. Julia had it on in the background, and um, I caught glimpses of Tim Cook opening the keynote, talking about all of the great like original offerings on Apple TV. And I was just waiting for him to start talking about severance, right? Didn't and make the cut? It did, I don't think it did. I mean, I didn't catch it. Like I said, I, I it started, I was like doing something out here, and then I went in the bedroom to start to try and fix our fan. And uh, so I lost it after that. But it was just like, oh, please. <laughs> it's going to make it. my, it's going to make the whole like uh, hypocrisy of the whole thing right. so much better. <laughs> if Tim Cook starts talking about like how profound and affecting uh, yeah, severance Tim is. Tim Cook is my personal favorite. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, and it 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 does kind of fit what we were talking about last time, right? Where you know, work, yeah, work is a is a cult of personality, right? Mm-hmm. Modern corporations are just you know cults with structure, you know, with something to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and now in this episode, of Severance, it's like. They're talking about religious texts, right? That mm-hmm. you have your uh, employee handbook, which is their scripture, mm-hmm. and they reference it like scripture. Um, you're looking at me kind of blank. I don't know if that's because you're tired. Or <laughs> it is because, because I'm tired. Disagree, it's also because, because you didn't. This may it. and this may hurt our reputation as like the internet's mm-hmm. leading severance podcast. I was in and out on this episode. Do, okay? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Do, do we have that <laughs> reputation first off? No, of course not. There's, I'm sure there's a million podcasts that talk about severance. <laughs> well, I haven't looked it up, and so I'm going to assume um, that that's right, and we're the only This ones. will be our seen unseen episode. Oh, my okay? God. So it's been that bad for you? Like, did you literally slept through majority I did, of it? I or? did not sleep, but it was like, it was in and out, and then like the last 15 maybe 20 minutes of the episode is is where you like doze off and then you're like, okay, I'm really going to concentrate now to stay awake. <laughs> and then five minutes later, you're like nodding your head yeah, again. Yeah, I remember you know? doing that when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> like you're implementing your 12-year-old. No, you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, as of maybe further example, I have exactly one note oh about the episode. Oh. And it's... <laughs> does Milchek remind you of Tim Meadows? <laughs> no. He doesn't? No. He kind of... He sounds like Tim Meadows to me. Like, he has the same cadence. Yeah, you're bringing up all these specific details and the stuff that you noticed there. I, you know what I will agree with you on, going back to something you said last time? Mm-hmm. Um, PD's death fall was... It's really bad, weak. right? It's and bad. Especially now that we know it, what? He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. That was... He's dead. Right? Bad fall. If, you've, if, you're, if you die standing up, your fall is a lot harder than what PD did. Man, now you got me thinking about Seen Unseen. <laughs> Was that the first podcast yeah, ever? Yeah, it feels like it, It right? feels like it, the Paul podcast started with and Seen it, Unseen. And it, like, uh, it, it went on, like, the almost, like, stereotypical small guy makes it big trajectory where it's, like, they blow up because they're kind of, like, the first of their kind, and then both hosts get, like, 
I feel like big heads about themselves. And then they're like, we're leaving the podcast behind and going to do all this other stuff. Although one of the guys co-wrote something, some like big famous movie recently. Prove it. I looked it up a couple days ago. I can't remember. Days? Now. Yeah. You've been thinking about Cena and Cena <laughs> a lot know why. Anyway. Yeah, it came up some for some reason. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, well, you know, it's funny. With this week, it's been it's been a stressful, like, overall week. Um, I wasn't sure that I was going to get to rewatch. And I was like, well... Justin has his bullet points, so I'm not going to well, rewatch. I've got the Wikipedia summary, but w- I didn't watch it until last night. Well, I rewatched it right before coming over today. Okay. So I'm good to go. Okay. What's the name of the episode? The name of the episode? Yeah. You watched it twice. Yeah. I did watch it <laughs> twice. And you know what's really crazy is if you give me a little bit, I will actually get close. <laughs> okay. Because it has some. It kind should be of, pretty easy. Yeah. It has some. Um, some relation to the episode, but I'm going to give up right now because I'm going to be honest. I think the name of the book, the you inside you, the you, you are the you, you are. Yeah. The you inside you is, um, Tobias Funke from Arrested (laughs) Development. (laughs) The, the man, oh no, the man in inside me. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That sounds right. I feel like that's um, that yeah, the you two, inside you is not uh, what's the word? It's not uh, innuendo enough, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, it's not Tobias Funke enough. Exactly. Um. So yeah, do you want to? Are we doing the um? So I guess the new format, big theme, and again, I, I don't know that everyone has had a theme, but this one definitely, to my mind, mm-hmm. is like religion okay you know uh the handbook are the scriptures i also was thinking early on maybe this is a part you slept through i was like "Uh oh because this is something that justin hates hypnosis oh you mean when she's just reading the text over and over again you took that as hypnosis well i was wondering if that's where they were going with it Mm -hmm. And I know that you have a personal vendetta. For sure. I don't like hypnosis. hypnosis in shows. I don't think that it ultimately is. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, makes you feel more like what religion will do over a longer term, right? Sure. By repeating to your mind that you're a sinner, that you, you know, need right. saving, that you need this stuff. It's just a slow drip, whereas that is a. Let's get her to say this 1,075 times in a short amount of time. Let's speed this whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Whereas, again, in normal, you know, religious uh, settings, I think that stuff starts from when you're little to when you get older. Sure. Just a slow drip. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah, I definitely took that more of just, they're just trying to wear it down, basically. I mean, it's a little more than wear her down because it's not just read this. It's shining a light in your eye it's repetition it's staying on that's the definition like, of wearing somebody down no but but again i think that it it seems more intentional than just we're just our end goal is trying to wear you down they feel oh you mean like indoctrination yeah, sure. or yeah you know again not hypnosis but that level going on um i can fill the space 
Okay. Your um your dog has rung the doorbell to go outside. <laughs> How long did it take you to train him to do that? It didn't take very long because he's so um food obsessed. Yeah. So you can teach him anything in like five minutes if you just start food. giving him treats. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, so I, I do think Religion is the overall theme okay. of this episode. And now do you want to start with your... Yeah, well, we can talk about, uh, you know, we learn, um, I guess, pretty early on that Petey is actually dead, picking up from the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Weak-ass fall. Right. Yeah, you, when wouldn't, I die, you wouldn't I'm not be able to tell like if that. you just saw his fall. I'm um, going to fall in a way that people are going to notice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. No one's gonna be like, is he okay? Right. Like, that guy's dead. <laughs> I want somebody to not be able to forget it. Right? right. To be just like going about their day and then have that random thought of like, oh my God. God. Like, you Did just you can't get rid of the it. ground. Yeah. Okay. So Mark misses the call on Petey's phone and stashes it, noticing several missed calls from the same blocked number. And we don't get any more progress on that, right? That's just like later on he has like a permanent, it made me think of like the telltale heart where he like, he's mm-hmm. buried this thing deep down to try and, you know, cover it over, mm-hmm. but it's still just there pulsing, getting his attention. So yeah. later on they reference it, but yeah, there's no more movement on the phone. Uh, the next day Irving visits optics and design where he grows closer to Bert and discovers Rickon's book left behind by Milchick during Helly's attempted escape. Did uh, the book feel intentional? Like, is that something that Milchick would just leave in the seat like that? Oh. Hmm. I mean... You would think so, right? Um, especially a character like Milchick. It seems like it has to be intentional. Uh, but... I don't know why it would be. Yeah, I I mean, a few things. I think it was odd that it was fully closed. It's not like he was in the middle of reading and left Mm -hmm. it open. And um, that it was in the seat, not the table. Um, Unless, again, the next episode starts with him just standing up and throwing the book on the chair. Mm -hmm. Then my whole theory's (laughs) gone. (laughs) Right. Um, And then... Uh, a few things I did want to point out here. I really love the editing of how it shows what it's like to be severed. That Heli will go through hell of that repetition, Mm -hmm. go home, and just immediately be back in the elevator. Mm -hmm. Um, Back the next day, but for her, it doesn't feel like any time has passed. Right. That they really are doing a good job of conveying making it very real what that would feel like and how disorienting and upsetting it would yeah. be to, to experience that. Um, uh, da, da, da. Irving visits optics and design where he grows closer to Bert. So they have that shot where they, they are holding hand. hands. Well, they don't hold, but well, they, they touch put hands. It over, yeah. Is that like, was that like telling of like a, just like something's there or attraction for, s- for some reason did they do something before exactly for mm-hmm. some reason it made me think like 
there's some sort of history there, right? Yeah. No, I mean, he has reacted to Bert before in a, in an odd way that makes it feel like there's more than just attraction, but that there is a history there. So I, my guess is that they do have a, a history. Okay. But maybe the breakdown in departments has caused them to separate again for a while, mm-hmm. and now they're starting to get back into each other's lives. Uh, Mark decides to keep the book despite promising to return it, despite promising to turn it into management. Heli returns from the Mark is Adam Scott, Scott. correct? (laughs) Um, that's right, because he starts, um, because he obviously doesn't know who the author is, right? Even though it's right, his he just opened up and saw his name in there. Right. Um, so and 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 you also that that skipped the map. Right. He shreds. Healy finds the map. Says you care more about the company than your own friend, mm-hmm. and he shreds it as a testament to how little he cares mm-hmm. about anything other than the company. He's a company man. And I'm sure if we go back and like. I'm sure there's like something on Reddit about like breaking down the map itself. Did anything about it stick out to you? The only thing that stood out to me is that it included the neighborhood. Right. That's going to say the houses. That's right. And the houses are obviously where Mark lives. Yes. But again, goes back to my point of like, so PD knows about the houses. So he has to know that uh, Patricia Arquette lives there. Well, he says houses, people live here? Question mark, question mark, question Mm -hmm. mark. Like, it's, it seems speculative at that point. Mm-hmm. And again, he would have had to see her and still put her together with his integrated mind. Mm-hmm. So I think there's too many unknowns there. I, I think that he could not have known that she lives there. Um, Heli returns from the break room after being forced to read her apology over a thousand times. She... F- yeah, wow, this... The end. It kind of skips. That's interesting. Uh, so, yeah, so she comes back. She, they shred the map. And then she. Right. She they, finds they, they a paper. They go find the book and then she gets the okay. paper cutter. She finds a paper cutter and threatens Koble with self-mutilation unless she is granted a recorded resignation request. Do you... Would you have used your fingers as the threat? Oh, like, should I, like, should she have picked another body part? Yes. Um, I mean, what else would you pick? That's what I'm saying. Your toes? I mean, yeah, part of me thought I wouldn't have gone there. I would have tried to take the huge blade off and used it as a sword. (laughs) Uh-huh. Sure. And threatened somebody else. Threatened somebody it. else? Yeah, maybe. But I guess if the whole point is like she's trying. Okay, first of all, I guess I also didn't realize that your Audi was the person who had to accept the resignation request. Did you, that was Does covered that get covered? Last, yes. <laughs> 
We even talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> Did we? Yes. But I mean, like, I thought when when they came back and said your resignation request has been rejected, I thought it was like Kobol rejecting it. No, in the podcast, I even asked, it was like, Justin, do you think that they just straight deny everything or do you think they actually gave it to her Audi? You uh, were silent. I don't you even were, remember Yeah, I don't remember you answering that question, so maybe you were in a fugue state. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I guess then if, right, if 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 your Audi is the person that has to accept the resignation request, what does it matter if you threaten somebody else, right? Yeah, no, it makes sense. I was just thinking, like, when I saw her walking through with her fingers on there, I was like, yeah, she's smarter than me because I would have still probably thought to threaten someone else. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it wouldn't have done anything probably. I guess the other thing, too, for me that I'm still trying to wrap my head around, which I guess is just like a core concept of the show. Oh, no. Is. Why is it called severance? (laughs) (laughs) um, So obviously their memories are separated, right, from the outside world in the work world. But they also. But then like the memories inside of the work world are like continuous. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems strange to me that... There's no sleep. There's no... It's... Yeah, it just just seemed a little strange to me that when she was... She recorded the resignation video and then left, right? Obviously thinking, I'm out of here. And then that's when she shows right back up. And she's, like, shocked to show back up. You know what I mean? For some reason, that seemed a little strange to me. I don't know why. By by that point, she, she should have you know, figured it out. I guess you're not going to experience sleep or whatever. To me, I took that as like, she literally just got done with a day of reading a statement over and over again, how disorienting extra disorienting that would be. And so for her to again, have no break and show back up and everybody's still there. Sure. Would be, you know, yeah. Tough. Um, However, her Audi sends back a recording, firmly denying the request. So, yeah, she makes her, her recording. Yeah. Sorry, go on. I got nothing to add. Later that night, Mark receives a news well, note. Well, no. One thing I did want to say about that is her response. She says, you're not a person. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. She's like, not even... Which, again, to me was, like, it fits that character, I guess. Like, my previous question was, didn't they vet her? Like, Right. But it makes sense that, like, she could be presenting very strong-willed of, like, I want to do this. I'm, I will totally sign whatever. I'm good to go. And that her innie, whatever mm-hmm. we're calling them, mm-hmm. would be stubborn in the same way, yeah. But for her own existence, like right. I guess, I guess I could see how that could make make character sense. Yeah, and so she shouldn't have said you're not a person. I feel like she oh, should right. have known herself enough yeah. to be like, this is not the way. <laughs> as soon as you say that, I'm going to wreck your shit, right? Like, exactly. Like, like me I'm personally, still you. at least, right? Exactly. Like if I heard that, I'm like, okay, well, you know, see you on the other side or whatever. I mean, because in her first video, she put the thing aside. 
you would think that for the Audi, they would have said, hey, by the way, right before she recorded this, she had four of your fingers in a paper <laughs> slicer. Yeah. And was threatening True. to cut them off. So <laughs> yeah. just for context. Yeah. Um, I did think that was really interesting, though, because that's not, I guess, a way I had thought about it before in, in that some of these people you could like disassociate so hard that you're not even considering yourself in the workspace like a a person it's yeah. more just like a thing almost like not even a thing just like a concept almost you know what i mean yeah <clears throat> i mean a means to an end right like i'm i'm comfortable cutting that part out of me because it's just something that i need to do I have no passion right. or interest in it beyond it's something that I need to do. Yeah. So if you. It's the same thing as just it, going to sleep. Exactly. For eight hours. I would. Yeah. I would. Sounds great. Um, later that night, Mark receives a news notification reporting that PD died from an unknown ailment. PD's phone rings shortly after. That's where it ends. No. Koble attends the funeral as Mrs. Selvig, who's the neighbor. I want to. This is the one. Oh right, part yes. that I hated. Yeah, <laughs> very like very weird. Yeah, it's very like the. Yeah, it's very very strange. We're talking about the wake video, right? Oh wait a minute, the wake video. Oh, that they. It's like played on like a four by three TV, right? Yeah, of him jamming with his daughter. Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, hmm. There's a few points I want to hit about it. So maybe okay. if you want to hit me with no, your... No, go ahead. My, my issue with it is more about, like, the the ultimate action that Koble does towards the... Gets the like, brain... It drills into out. his head at a funeral and pulls the thing out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it... Like that whole <laughs> that whole sequence is very cartoonish. Yeah. And you're just trying to show again how ruthless she is. Sure. You also need to uh get the plot moving in showing that Petey talked to Mark. You know, if Mark is going to stall, and like I said, that's that's a plot question, which is why I thought Petey would be alive. Is how are you gonna progress it from here? Because mm -hmm. Mark needs to get on Petey's side. So if he's not going to do it on his own, based on he Helly Healy, mm -hmm. then she has to see the footage and she has How to How do they it. say it in the show? It's spelled Helly, H-E-L-L-Y. Yeah, I think it is Helly. Okay. I think I'm overthinking it. Here's what I hated uh -huh. so much <laughs> about that video. And this goes back to a previous rant I think I did on here where I was complaining about how sports footage was used in movies uh -huh. it's never shot like actual right. sports are shot yeah it's like the director is is just picking up some b-roll <laughs> and like yeah we'll work we'll work with whatever and it just doesn't nobody f watches the sport <laughs> like that yeah anyway um multiple cameras they kept cutting. That's true. For, yeah, like <laughs> different angles. From, so what? They had two, uh -huh. three camera people for this capturing home this, footage. this jam session. Uh -huh. like, the mom, the son had a camera. Had a camera. The and they dog were just getting, had like a GoPro on. <laughs> so number one, and there were, 
there were moments where I was like, no, no, what they, they edited this, but it's like, no, because they're playing a song. So the flips back and forth are just, nope. Somebody was like, we got to get the other, uh, other angle. Uh-huh, and sometimes right. it'd be on the same person and <laughs> his left side and then it cuts right. to his right side. Yeah. And uh, number one, I just feel like this was a assignment given to like an intern, you know, who is like, hey, you can get the B footage of this. And mm-hmm. he came back with just completely unusable footage. Yeah. And they were like, you didn't understand this assignment at all. I can't believe this is what you gave us. We we have to work with it, I guess. It's supposed you know? to be a home movie. It's supposed to be a home movie. Did you not? You, you did multiple angles and takes. The other thing that, that pissed me off is I had enough time to understand how that there are multiple cameras because they played the whole song. <laughs> the vi- the video was the entire, it wasn't like a clip. It was very long. It was very long. Yeah. And the whole time I'm like, no one would play a video this long at a wake. But part of that obviously is to cover the fact that you have a character in the background drilling a hole in a corpse's head. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I'm still not done with this footage. Okay. The other thing is, it ends with him celebrating like they like he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like laughing, freaking out, uh-huh. and the whole time I'm I'm wondering like, what the hell are you? You're you're reacting like either number one, you didn't know your daughter played any instrument at all <laughs> and didn't know this song even existed, right? And then she just started playing it. I know where she busts out Enter Sandman. Yes. <laughs> and then you two did an impromptu duet uh-huh. that you did the entire song before freaking out about. Or, which is, this is what I think, the direction on the day was you're being secretly recorded by your wife. And then she steps out at the end uh-huh. and surprises you with like, mm. I was recording the whole time. You go, ah, oh, and you point and you freak <laughs> right. out. Yeah. But because of the way it was edited, it had scenes where the camera's <laughs> in his face uh-huh. where he's like oh, looking yeah. at the camera. Right. And so at the end, like the camera does like move into him. He's like, he points and he's like, ah, and he freaks <laughs> out. And I'm like, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Why is he freaking out like that? Yeah. It, Makes so little sense <laughs> to me. It was like this has to be purposeful, and they have to be playing uh, me like this has to be a joke on the audience. Well, I'll say this: first episode not directed by Ben Stiller. Are you sure? Yeah, it's directed by somebody else. I love that you slept through the show, <laughs> but you stayed awake for the credits. <laughs> And maybe I just noticed that on Wikipedia, but I'm pretty sure directed by Aoife McArdle. It sounds like a McArdle did it. And just don't just don't ever have footage of me doing something like that. And then don't show the whole footage at my wake. The whole sequence was very bizarre. Very bizarre. It felt really out of place for what this like show has been up and until And the that mood point. of it was very dark and somber too mm-hmm. like it was just on the one hand you have so so check i can't say her name what's her name who's drilling selvig head? selvig mm-hmm. you have selvig doing something cartoonish 
Then on the other side, you have this bizarre footage being played. And then you have like a David Fincher style, like low, you know, light <laughs> shot, uh-huh. like moody, atmospheric yeah. wake that's kind of filled with dread, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it just made for a very like tonally incons- inconsistent. So any issues with the song choice? The Sandman cover? Metallica Enter Sandman. Because it's just kind of like it's a, dream state. It's a, yeah, it's like a little on too the nose. on the nose, but not enough on the nose. Yeah. But then also like, is a dad playing a Metallica song with his daughter? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like maybe he would pick something that his daughter liked maybe more or like, I don't know. Justin, that was the surprise, man. He didn't even know that she (laughs) could play an instrument and she busts out Metallica with him and it just blows his mind. Uh, Yeah. The other thing that, and and I think we're done with Petey. Um, We're going to get his footage. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, his his phone is obviously still a deal. The one thing that I don't understand is having a kid and wanting to do severance. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. But I mean... Like, for for you, number one, we would never do severance, correct? No, of course not. I would never do severance. But I can sit there and... and see different moments where I'd be like the grief thing or, you know, this reason, like, okay, I could see that. Right. But as soon as I'm like, Oh, I have a kid. I'm not being like, yeah, sever my brain. Yeah. And now that you mention it, especially what especially makes it like, um, I guess like uneven or whatever is that he has photos of him and his family in the workspace. Oh, does he? I yeah, mean, because that's what the map sh- was on, right? It was behind a picture of well, him. Was, and his- no, it was him and the workmates. Oh. Oh, and then Mark also didn't. It was the old picture they didn't throw out. And the, But then also Mark didn't know he had kids, right? Because I remember, I feel like I remember him being like, oh, you're his daughter or whatever. So did you take that as him being like, I didn't even know he had kids? Well, or yeah, because remember- He outs- talked about his kids before and- You're talking about at the wake, right? Right. Yeah, because remember, he, like, obviously he knew Petey, but he just met Petey, you know, like the day before. <sighs> yeah. And I'm- and said, like, oh, I only went there to, uh, you know, see, like, because he was- Aluminum. So boy. he had no idea that Petey had kids. That's what I'm saying. Outside. Maybe inside of work he knew. Because, mm, yeah. you know, I think okay. if there's a yeah, yeah. There, there's a potential. Um, they, they do reference aspects of their life. I mean, I guess if you look at it as like, I'm just doing this thing and, right? I'm basically asleep for eight hours out of the day. What difference does it make? Yeah, no, but I mean... Because it's not going to change your life outside of work. Outside of work, ideally, everything's the same. Yeah, I to me, I guess, it's a it's a mixture of, number one, which again makes sense for the satire, that you would give so much control of your life over to a company. Yeah. That you would just be like, you know what, I believe in this company so much that I will let you mess with my brain while I also have a family. Mm-hmm. But... Then also that with that child, you're also 
giving up all that time to the company, regardless of apparently what else you have going on in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just, I just wouldn't be willing to be like, I'm going to work. You know, Indy's gotten hurt at school. Yeah. And so like, well, I'm just going to not be there when he gets injured or yeah. whatever. Like, I don't know. It, it, to I me, mean, it's like, it's like you, you, you have to not care about your child in a very particular way to be like, I will give eight hours of my life, you know, away. Yeah. And I'll be, yeah, that's, that's a cool deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with that for sure. Um, Coming home, your kid stitches on their chin. You're like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. sorry. Why didn't someone call me at work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry. I go severed. But I could absolutely see other people make that justification. Again, I don't understand having a kid. <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, peace phone ring shortly after Coble attends the funeral as Mrs. Selvig and, and extracts PD's severance chip prior to his cremation. Also, what's the point of extracting the severance chip? We don't fully know. My okay. thinking is that it has some kind of recording or log of what he's seen or experienced in some way. Also, I thought the whole point was that he had the severance chip removed. Or I guess they just like EMP'd his exactly. brain or something. We, we don't know what they did, but uh -huh. I mean, number one, it would make sense that they wouldn't go in and extract it because yeah, especially for how friggin' deep they deep, put that deep, thing in. deep it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they probably did something else or we just discovered the Achilles heel of this whole show. And right now someone's panicking because they're probably like, Oh shit! <laughs> we we, get, we he actually does. They do remove the chip. Oh, we no. get a flashback, and someone's just hitting Petey in the head with a baseball bat until he's like, "Oh okay, Petey, can you remember work now?" Yeah, a little bit. Okay, good. We'll stop there. We'll hit you in the head uh, tomorrow. Um, she then has Casey Affleck. Who's Casey? Perform a special. Wellness check on Mark. So Casey is the Which she health worker. Remotely. Um, and yeah, she calls her in. So we've seen her before. Oh, when, the Asian lady. Why is it when you <laughs> say someone's normal ethnicity, it sounds weird? That's what I'm talking about, though, right? Or that's who they're talking yes. about. Her name is Casey. I don't know. They they referred to themselves in last like Miss. Miss huh. Selvig and then Miss whatever, mm -hmm. but yeah, we saw her work with Irving before, right? And now um, she works with Mark, right? She was she's the lady that works in the break room, right? Yeah, because she's that's where she was working with Irving, right? And he was seeing Irving, all the black did, globs and all that stuff. Did Irving go to the do do mm -hmm. him go to the break room for yeah. that, or did he go to her office, wherever that would be? Well, I assume that was the break room. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know because, again, when you go to the break room, it's a long, weird hallway and mm -hmm. whatever else. Um, and, again, she might just be in another office. Okay. Uh, Casey has Mark sculpt his emotional state out of clay. Mark sculpts a tree. Ah, before, earlier in the episode, he goes to the tree that apparently his wife maybe crashed into that's and died right. mm -hmm. and has a moment at the tree. 
right? Which indicates that not... We're also blowing past the book. They were reading the book. You have the sacred texts of the handbooks, mm-hmm. and now you have this false scripture, right? This mm-hmm. outside book that they're reading and now looking at, you know, getting another perspective, another, you know, holy scripture, so yeah. to speak, that contradicts the first one, right? That that book, for all of its, like, hokey jargon, is a, a refutation of everything that they believe in, which is... You know, work needs me. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I need work, right, for meaning. I need mm-hmm. work for direction. And he is, with his acrostic poem about destiny, just saying, no, work needs you. Uh-huh. Have that perspective. Is there any sort of commentary there about, like, because they're severed, they're just, like, taking... Everything at face value? Everything, at like, you know what I mean? Like, everything is, like, mind-blowing to them almost. Well, you know remember what I mean? It's what like a revelation. You shot me down, but in our first episode, I believe it was, I brought up the idea that being severed almost reverts you back to, like, a childhood state. Uh-huh. Because what do you remember? What don't you? Right. And that's why you have these Chinese finger traps, and um, are, they called, are they just called finger traps? I'm pretty sure they're called Chinese singer traps. Yeah, I know, but I mean, are they in 2022? I mean, it's not racist just to say the word Chinese. Wow, when you say it, it is. <laughs> um, but but you have them right waffle parties, uh-huh. finger traps, um, and pencils, you know, and you have rudimentary work f- group numbers together and put them in a box. Uh huh. Um, they are in many ways, you know, infantile and why I think too, like Irving is a personification. Like that's not really him. I think Mm -hmm. that's him trying to live up to this ideal, this gentleman ideal or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so anyway, all, all that to say, um, that, uh, I forgot what I was saying, but. Yes, I think it does revert them back to some kind of childhood state. Um, and now why why do they all go along with it, I think, is is the question, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Casey has Mark sculpts his emotions, emotional state out of clay. Mark sculpts a tree, which his Audi visited in remembrance of his of his late wife after the funeral. Which, so obviously not, like, fully severed. Right? Yeah, which, again, it's one of those things here. Like, I want to see the veil pulled back. I want to see the person doing all this. And, again, I just want to be like, did you not factor in emotions into this thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I understand that you're like, hey, let's just bifurcate their their memory. But, like, yeah, of course they're going to feel through that. <laughs> Well, I'm mean, sure that's part of the point is like you can't fully do that or whatever. Well, which again makes me feel like then why didn't you account for that? You know, like this is what I'm saying. With what I was saying before with the vetting process for Healy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm doing right now? Healy's dead in a ditch or in a furnace or whatever they do mm-hmm. with with bodies and Mark is dead too at this point. Mark is exhibiting too many crossover... You know, conflicting... You think he's already dead? 
No, I'm saying if I'm the administration, whoever's over this thing. You know what I mean? Uh Like, right now they're looking at Healy, who is threatening to chop her fingers off, Uh and her Audi is threatening her innie, and they're Mm -hmm. just like, I think that she'll start grouping the numbers any second now. (laughs) She'll come around. She'll come around. I think she's on a journey, and if we just give her one more day. Yeah. No, Uh I'm looking, I'm like, you know what? It's not going to work out. I can see it. If she hasn't adopted it by now, more of the same ain't going to work, so she's dead. Mm -hmm. Mark, he's doing a tree that references his Audi. It's the beginning of the end. Yeah. Beyond everything else, right? Mm -hmm. But- you know, obviously for shows you need to perpetuate this stuff. But yeah, there's a part of this where it's like, no, it's ridiculous right now that Irving, Mark, and Healy are still alive mm-hmm. uh, because Irving is hallucinating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, I don't know. Like, what is the end game? What, how, what's the evaluation yeah. process? Right. If, if this was like a, a modern company that had this yes. amount of control, these people would just be erased basically exactly exactly there, there wouldn't be they, they wouldn't be wondering what do how do we work with healing next <laughs> you know uh da, da, da. irving discovers that optics and design has many more employees than they let on working in a massive unlabeled back room what's going on and what do you think so optics and design so what do you think they're doing so the whole thing about optic design is that it we were told it was just Artwork. Christopher Walken and that other guy, other lady, right? Yes. And that's it. Yeah. But then Irving, is it, discovers the, and what is he? It's like a lab. Right, but what was he doing? He was looking for. Was he going back to look for Christopher Walken? I can't remember. I just watched it. Did he see the map? No. Um. Because yeah. he goes over to visit because he gets uh, offered to visit Optics and Design. Uh-huh. Comes back, sees the book. Um, then he goes back out to... Yeah, there's something specific. I can't remember. Um, I think to see Bert again, though. Okay. Any Does guesses on what's going on in that... Any I mean, guesses what's going on, period? I mean, we're almost halfway through the... I'm assuming there's not a second season, but yeah. I mean, look, look at look at religion, right? You uh-huh. you have, you know, it's righteous gemstones, right? You have a legacy, and that legacy is going to be, you know, upheld through myth making, lore, um, art, mm-hmm. right? Depicting. Uh, aspects of their life right the the great convalescence or whatever Mm -hmm. like is very biblical and rise from your you know uh illness Mm -hmm. blah 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 um so you you have a religious led organization that is implementing a very strict technologically based, you know, worldview, so to speak, right? Bifurcate. You need to separate these aspects of your life. That way you preserve your work and your home is more whatever. Mm -hmm. So you, you clearly have an overall 
like system that's being implemented in this company that I guess they want to roll out and implement across the world, like any cult. Mm. You know what I mean? They want broad appeal, broad acceptance. If optics and design have hundreds of people working in a lab, then that to me has to be the method through which they are getting their message or planning to get their message out. Mm-hmm. And again, is it going to, are we going to find out that Lumen is one of those companies that we see those ads where it's like plain paper, erasers, wheels, you know, Celta, <laughs> right? The company. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Whoa, yeah. what is it? What, what right. do they do? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, like they were just, they just said words. Yeah. Um, you know, is this going to be like Lumen where it's like, we are everywhere and they're just designing products, right? Just, or is it more insidious that through these products, there will be some aspect of mind control or whatever? Again, I'm not saying it's hypnosis, but they seem to be developing strategies of indoctrination, you know, mm-hmm. um, that they're working on these employees. So, Uh, Dylan finds Rickon's book hidden in Mark's files. And reads it. Reads the acrostic poem. Destiny. Uh Uh-huh. And Dylan's the happy-go-lucky guy. The guy who likes being there. Zach. Dylan, yes. The actor's Mm -hmm. name is Zach. Uh, Heli smuggles out an extension cord and hangs herself in the elevator shaft. The end. Elevator, not shaft. Well, it says elevator shaft here. Elevator shaft, it just that that would mean, on a semantic note, that would mean the <laughs> elevator's not there, correct? You would sure. understand an elevator shaft. Yes. Is the elevator not being um, So I guess we're left at the same place as the last episode. Is Heli dead? Of course she's not dead. Yeah, I don't think so either. But do you know why? I want to see how far you thought this through. I know exactly why she did what she did and what's going to happen next episode. Do I know why she's not dead, like like in a philosophical sense? No, like in a practical, beat by beat, what does the next episode open on? Her walking out of the elevator? Not walking, but it opens with her Audi coming to being hung. Oh. Because she did it in the elevator. Uh-huh. She pushed the button, hung herself. It's going to go down. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to revert back to her Audi, and her Audi's going to come to Oh, hanging. see? But how does, she, how does she save herself, though? She's still hanging. The security guard. Mm. Yeah, I mean, my thought was just that this is a company that has apparently figured out a way to uh but doesn't put cameras in the well figured out a way to like monitor whether or not you're smuggling out a piece of paper with like specific words on it but not an extension cord well i would imagine they have like uh things in place for people who try to kill themselves (laughs) you know what i mean i can't imagine this is like a foreign concept to this company that no one's tried to kill themselves before so I again, would imagine goes, it, there's some sort of prevent, preventative in place for it. Again, it goes back to like 
if this was this company, all the people in the show pretty much would all be dead. Because they all yeah, have, sure. a, ha, have evidenced like ab yeah. apparent behaviors that are not in line. You would just get new ones in, mm -hmm. you know, and just keep implementing with new brainwashed people until their emotions start to invade and all the other shit. You just, you know. So, yeah. That company doesn't know what they're doing even as they're implementing these insane technologies and, mm -hmm. you know, sure. uh, rules and and methods or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Great show. Love it. Can't wait till the next episode. Yeah. Can't believe how bad the wake was. Very, in the footage. very strange. Weird uh, misstep. Wish I could sever that part. <laughs> Just that Just part. That. <laughs> All right. Um, do you know if there's a second season? Have I've they not said heard. anything about that? It seems like it would be like a limited series or whatever thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely feel like even because um, they're they're filming season two of the White Lotus, mm. but with all new cast. Yeah, that it, they'd have to do something like that. It feels like you know, but mm -hmm. Severance doesn't seem to lead to like what's happening in this other part of our universe. Yeah. I again, I don't know. I'm I super like the show. Um, it definitely feels like the only way at this point that'd be excited is if the writer comes out and they're like, I wrote three seasons. Uh -huh. But if this is like, oh, uh, you know, season one, let's see. It was a hit. Yeah. Give then, us another then one. Then I'm like, oh, God, that, that, could, that could be real bad. Well, I ask because I feel, so there's nine episodes in this first season. Uh, that was episode four. And I feel like we might, and maybe this goes back again to the conversation we had last week of like, this is why you don't talk about things week to week because you don't by you the end of yeah. it. But I feel like we're encroaching on like leftovers territory where it's like, all right, now start giving me some answers. You know what I mean? Like I've had enough of the weirdness, like what's going on. Now I want you to tell me what's going on. You know what I mean? Um, and in this episode, I still love the show and I will readily admit very tired this week. It's been a long week for me, so I'm not trying to put that on the show, but I was going in and out a little bit and it, it does feel a little bit more, like I said, like it's, it feels a little bit like it's on the verge of like, I don't want another episode of just more weirdness, right? Like you give me one answer to something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, listen, all the all the things are set that you can see where the narrative can be propelled from here. Mm -hmm. So they have the chip from PD. Whatever that chip is going to reveal is obviously going to affect Mark and move Mark forward in the plot, which is what we need, right? Mm -hmm. Because right now we had Mark brought up to the edge again. He's been brought up to the edge multiple times with like PD. Is he going to tip over and be like, yes, get me out of here. Mm -hmm. Only to have him come back to the company. This last episode, we have him with the map. He gets up to the edge again. Is he going to turn away from the company? Nope. He's back that you can't do that again. 
So I think Mark is set to progress the narrative forward. Healy has, you know, done a extreme move that I think is going to show her Audi. She's serious. So that should be resolved now. I don't Mm -hmm. think they're going to be sending videos back and forth now. Um, so I could see the pieces set now to propel the the um, the narrow forward. I will say one thing is Milchik didn't ask for the book. If Milchik left it on accident, then he should be looking for the book. But the whole episode ends. He has the book. He hasn't turned it back into Milchik, which again makes me think that it was purposeful. Yeah. Well, and Milchik's not even in the episode, right? Outside of that first sequence? The, yeah, the, the first sequence. He doesn't show up again, and I was, and this is another thing along those same lines. This is like a, a kind of weirdly like, not about Mark episode. Like it fo- it focuses on the other characters more than it does Mark outside exactly. of like the wake or whatever. Exactly. Yep. So I I think this next episode is going to be more narratively propulsive. And- I think it's set up to be. I'm with you. If they if they try and, and be like, 